Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Denang. And I'm your co-host, Crystal. For today's episode, we have a clip, so let's get into it. A good woman is an investment. An immature one is a bill. Recognize the difference between the two. A good woman can build you, can grow you, can nurture you, can care for you, can give you a family, can give you so much peace in your life. An immature woman will seek pleasure and will not be loyal to you, will not respect you, will drain you, will focus on herself in selfish ways and not the partnership as a whole. It's a parasitic relationship. So understand a good woman is an investment, an immature one is a bill. That's the clip for today's episode. With that clip, um, I just want to preface by saying uh, this doesn't go for just women. This goes for both men and women in relationships. Mm -hmm. It's just he was a man who talking was talking to another man. Yeah, about his own personal opinions. Yeah. What he said is actually very viable. I think it's, it's a perfect way to talk about uh, this kind of a topic. Yeah. I don't know for you, but for me, I think that's what you have to figure out in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think most people, you're in the puppy phase, you know, your puppy love yeah, phase. Like the honeymoon phase. For yeah. They always say it's, and you, we talked about this too at the beginning of the relationship, like the first like two years. The three-year mark was when the honeymoon phases end and it's like, the three-year curse or something yeah. I, I think that's what like we called it because after three years the reality starts to you know kick in yeah and like for us our situation was different because your mm -hmm. dad passed away in in the second year of us being together yeah but the third year was very difficult and um i think this goes into play with that right for myself i knew for myself at the beginning of our relationship Yes, I can honestly say I was not in the headspace of like... Like long-term, like long -term, where am I going to see with this person? Yeah, it was more so in the moment, okay, let's just see where this goes. And um, I think when you're in that kind of a mindset, it doesn't really, it doesn't really build a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think the relationship is at a standstill and you're you're just riding along that um that honeymoon phase that this is still fresh this is still new that there's still everything about this person is the most beautiful thing in the world and, and nothing can go wrong. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say like for me personally because I was just dating you and you kind of had yourself more together like everything you kind of knew what you wanted to do. You kind of knew the direction you wanted. So for me, I didn't feel like you were like a bill or anything just because you were much older, not much older, but like in comparison, you were much older than I was. Yeah. So um, I didn't see it that way. But for me personally, to you, I felt like when I heard the clip, I, um, I was laughing to myself a little bit because um, what he said was so true because... I saw myself almost as like as a hassle and a bill to you because we weren't really like progressive in our relationship and I was kind of at a standstill in you know deciding what I wanted to do where I wanted to go and and our relationship in general it wasn't just my life it was everything around me I felt like I was still stuck in the same space so for me I felt like I was the bill to you I think now, being at an age where I can look at certain things differently, I think if we were to look back at the beginning of our relationship, if you were to say you were the bill, I think, honestly, we were both bills in the relationship. You were a bill. You think you're a bill to me, but I also think I'm a bill to myself. And what I mean by that is you are driven by your partner. So because I was a little older... Yes, there were certain aspects of my life that were together, but there were also certain aspects of my life that weren't together. And because you were a little younger, it was almost like playing off on being that young kid again without those responsibilities, without mm -hmm. the care of my responsibilities at that time. Yeah. And I think because of that, yes, in that aspect, I was a bill to myself. We've talked about it a few times already on the podcast where I, I, I heard it a lot from your parents too, 
where because you were you were the eldest in you know your immediate family that I had to almost take on that age and be responsible too but I was barely getting my life together so how would I know what responsibility is like at that time you know like with like that mindset so I felt like so much pressure that's why I saw myself as a bill because what am I gonna do like I'm, I'm gonna constantly say that like what am I gonna do because I didn't know what to do because you were able to see that when I couldn't see that yes I understood that I was the eldest um, uh, I was the eldest son to my dad right I understood that I had familial responsibilities but also at that time you're at a phase where you don't just you don't really give a shit yeah you're, you're reckless you're stupid you're doing dumb shit and I was at that age where I was doing dumb shit. I didn't really care. But your it was age only... affected me like... Exactly. But my age affected you, which affected me. And what I mean by that is you learned maturity very early <laughs> into our relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? The first year of our relationship was the honeymoon phase where it was as easy as it comes. You just, you know, yeah. you nothing can go wrong. But it was during the second year of that relationship when your dad passed away that things started to get harder now. And the reality of our relationship was now on the table. Now, there was responsibility. And these responsibilities were now pushed onto the both of us. What are we going to do? Not what you are going to do. Not what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Now it was a group effort. What are we going to do? Yeah, like what are we going to do with... I- well, for me, it was more like, what am I going to do with this relationship? And what am I going to do with my life? Because, like you said, we had familial um, responsibilities that, you know, because I'm I'm Vietnamese, for me, like, I had to take care of my family. But for you, you know, like, you had to take care of your family. And if I wanted to be with you, I also had to take into con- take into consideration your family. So it was like back and forth and that's why i said like i felt like i was the bill because i just i was trying to catch up to you it's it's like a race you're ahead of me i have to try and catch up to you but while i'm trying to like catch up my life is just going by like so fast and it just and i think that's something that was very different about our relationship right when they say um in 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 this term a relationship is an investment or it's a bill a hundred percent a relationship can be a bill and i'm talking about you can skyrocket that bill go into debt go into go into this ridiculous shit in a relationship okay but there is a turning point in that relationship where all that shit now becomes real yeah and now you have to understand okay now what part of this do we invest what part of this relationship now do we invest? And I think for the both of us, I think that was the blessing. The blessing in disguise for us. Not saying that things needed to happen. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that because of your dad's passing, responsibility hit us like a damn freight train. And because it hit us, we had to think about certain things that we weren't really thinking about. Not that we didn't, you know, like at the beginning of the relationship, yes, there's some good, there, there are some good things in, in that, mm-hmm. but look at it as a whole picture and it is a bill. The first part of our relationship was a bill. We didn't know what a relationship was. We didn't know truly how each other operated. Mm-hmm. It was when we started to invest in each other's lives. And no, I'm not talking about I'm investing in you and you're investing in me. What I'm talking about was we had decided to invest in each other's and everything around each other. Yeah, it's like so investing that was our, in each other's lives. Yeah, so that was I invested in your family, you invested in mine. Yep. And through our families was where we found that familial responsibility. It was, it was never through each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think was special about our relationship was that our relationship the reason why it was as strong as it was was never because it was just us if it was for the sole purpose of just you and me i don't think it would have lasted this long i don't think we would have gotten married but because this 
relationship was an investment of years. We had invested years, sacrificed years many, many, into many each years. other's families. Then now it became this investment that bloomed. Yeah. You know, we always talk about it, but I feel like I wasn't... It's not that I didn't care for your family. I care and I love them. I just felt like you put in so much more effort into my family than I did into into yours you know that's why i always felt this like you always say like i'm just i'm just being silly and i'm just adding unnecessary pressure but i felt like you know like i was lacking in so much because you had put so much effort into getting to know my family and getting to be there with them you know through all those times it's not that you know i wasn't coming down to you know family parties events birthdays i was there i just didn't feel like I had invested enough of my own time. But I think that's where the understanding that I had early on in a relationship came from. Um, I don't remember who told me, but um, I think it might have been one of my, my, one of my mentors. But one of my mentors told me, a relationship is never going to be fair. If you seek for fairness, you will only get a battle. Mm-hmm. And so I think my understanding that a relationship is never going to be fair. Mm-hmm. That if I'm expect if I'm putting out fifty percent, it's to expect someone else to also put out fifty percent was unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I think, and and you know, there was something about my mentor saying that that kind of like hit me, where they said you have to put out a hundred. Because when you put out a hundred, they'll also figure out where that line is. And they can start drawing that line for themselves. They can start saying, oh, well, if that's that, then I need to match that. So you're not putting out 50-50. You're putting out a hundred and your partner will eventually meet you at the hundred point. And I think that's what happened where throughout our relationship, I, I, I put out, I put out, I put out. And I didn't expect anything. Yeah. I don't expect anything because I'm doing this out of pure love. Pure love for you and pure love for your family. So I'm enjoying it as well. I'm enjoying the reason why I'm doing certain things. But then, you know, when things got hard and now, you know, I fell into my depression, you put out and you put out the whole 100%. Now you were you were my backbone. Now you became my support system. And but that's the thing is now you understood what that line was where oh well he's not capable right now. He's he he's broken right now. I need to put out. I need to I need to be his backbone. And because he was my backbone and he did this and this and this for me, I need to do that for him. And I think that's what most relationships are missing. Right? Like like, I hate this thing that women say. I expect a man to do this and this and this. <laughs> but see, this is where, like, I want to say to all these women. If you expect a man to do something for you, then you better give him as much. Honestly, the only thing I ever expect you to do is just to make sure that you clean up after yourself and you just know how to cook. That's it. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's see, it. But, and that's the thing, right? Is <laughs> Expectations lead to failure. Yeah. Never expect something to be done well maybe not expect but you just happen to know how to do whatever i wanted you to do that's it but i think that's the thing right is i was never your ideal type and you were never my ideal type that's what i mean is when you expect certain things you get disappointment Hmm. if you just go along for the ride and you enjoy that ride certain things that come in throughout that ride become enjoyable you might not know it in the moment you might not understand it in the moment but at the end of it, here we are enjoying every moment of what we have done up to this point. That's true. I guess like a lot of people that I personally know, they all expect um, something. Mm-hmm. They're always looking like they're always looking to find um, their perfect half. I'm not saying that, you know, it's 
wrong to have standards. You know, you you do, but you should just, you know, like it shouldn't just be based off personality or looks. You know, because sometimes, because like I said, you were completely not my type. Yeah, and um. It just so happened that my husband ended up being the first person that I dated whom I did not like. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate you, but you... I like, just I, wasn't your type. Yeah, you just weren't my type. Like, there were a lot of things about you that I just didn't understand and I really hated. Like, how you're just so, like... To me, I found it rude and upfront how you were just so honest about everything. Because my mom always said, if there wasn't anything nice to say, just don't say it at all. But you're like, I don't give a fuck about how you feel. Like, if... If I'm with you or like if we're close, just expect me to be honest with you because, you know, that's just how I am. Exactly. So it was small things like that that I just didn't like at first. But, you know, like funny thing now, I, I quite appreciate that. But I think that's the <laughs> thing, right, is people have unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. OK, it, it's great to have expectation. It's great to know what you want. Yes. It's great to understand certain qualities that you want in a person. For mm-hmm. me, you have all of the qualities that I want. <laughs> but up to the standards that I want it, never. No. You are never going to be my ideal type. But that's the thing is, the person is not supposed to be. Yeah. You grow in a relationship. You grew into my ideal type. You became my new ideal type. Because... You grew these qualities that I needed in my life. Throughout the eight years, throughout the eight and a half years that we've been together, you don't just become the person that I need. You become and shape yourself to everything that is around me and everything for me and everything around you and everything for you. Yeah. So our ideals and our our way of thinking becomes almost like one where, well, Maybe your, your standard of family is at this point. Mm-hmm. And then you see another person's family and you see them at this point. Yeah. Well, now you're going to bring certain qualities from this point and bring it down to you, bring it down to your point and push it up. Yeah. And that's what a relationship is it's about. It's not about changing who you are. Like, I, I don't want people to, yeah. you know, misunderstand that, like, you know, like I changed myself to fit him. Far from it. We both changed each other for the better, everybody should look at it as, you know, you meet somebody that you really love and you want to spend the rest of your life with. You want to better yourself. The, a relationship should be about you bettering yourself, you know, like, and just growing as an individual and as a couple. And that's what we both did. Be secure with your relationship. Be secure with the fact that your partner is the way they are. Yes. You know, like for you and I, it's like I always said to you, look, we are we are human beings. I am with you for a very specific reason. Well, and if you cannot trust that specific <laughs> reason, then it's not going to go far. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't much so you know, about you. It was more so my lack of self-confidence as to why you chose me because I was the exact opposite of what you wanted, you know? And it took me a long time to get to here to just feel like, you know, like maybe he's with me for a reason. Because sometimes I still question. Like, I'm a little bit on the weird side. There are things about me I know that peeves you a little bit. But, like... Um, but I think those are the qualities that make you the person that I fell in love with. And that's what <laughs> people don't need to... Like, this is what people need to understand, right? Is that there are people that are lucky and they find every quality that they are looking for in the partner that they have. Just because maybe you might not look the way I have always, you know, like the way my ideals, ideal <laughs> types are, doesn't mean that you are not my ideal type. It doesn't mean. What it means is that you are my wife. There's a reason why I love you, why I picked you, why I have suffered as much as I have with you. Yeah. Okay? Just because, you know, like, and that's the thing is, your personality fit what I wanted in a person. Your personality of you being very free, very funny, very like outgoing when you want to, but introverted like me when we are just relaxed. Yeah. This is what I want. 
I, I know that there are some things that you probably would change because I know that you enjoy going on. Like, I'm much so a homebody. Like, there are things, but I feel like over time that will change just like how I've changed from when you first, from when, from when you first met me to now. Like, I feel like I've changed a little bit and over time that will keep going. But I don't know. I guess, like, when you, when I hear you say that, it sounds weird because I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't see it. <laughs> but that's the thing is, how are you going to see what I see? Yeah. I see what I see because I have gone through what I have gone through. Mm-hmm. You're not me. You haven't gone through what I've gone through. Of course. My ideal types are very and completely different from how and who I've fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, it's like they say, you know, like for me, I have three loves in my life. And I've always said that. The first love was the exact person that I've wanted. She's beautiful. Yeah. The second (laughs) one was the one that put me into my place, Mm -hmm. that taught me what I wanted in my life. And the third one, you, was the one that I wanted to have a life with. These are things that you grow into. For you... It just so happened that I became all three where, yeah, <laughs> you know, I might not be the idealistic person, but my qualities became something that you adored. My my personality was something that you may not have liked, but you grew into. Yeah, and I appreciate it now. Honestly. Yeah, there are certain things that we might not have appreciated when we first started dating. Yeah. But, you know, when you first start dating, are you really going to tell the person, I hate this part about you? Um, I mean, you did tell me. Well, yeah, I'm different, though. <laughs> I've always been different. I've like, always been the one that, like, if I don't like certain things, hey, I'm going to just tell you just so that you understand. I'm not asking you to change. I'm just telling you. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, when we first started dating, I was very vocal about certain things. Or, like, I mm-hmm. was just like, you know, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, too. And, you know, you were like, why? Like, just shut up. Like. Like, there's no need for you to, you know, say certain things. But now I feel like you appreciate it more. Like, for, like, if you always say, like, if I do something wrong, you better tell me. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking tell you. (laughs) Like, before, probably because you've never met. I mean, you you did. There were many people who were vocal about it. But not in a way where I was because they were more subtle about it or the way they said it was more. um, But yours was like. Because you were still young. I was obnoxious. Yeah, yours was (laughs) obnoxious. And for someone like me, where at the age that you did meet me, obnoxious things were annoying to me. Yeah, I was still in high school. So, you know, maybe it's because that, you know, perception where like high schoolers are fucking stupid. Like high schoolers are dumb as shit. And I say that because now when I look back as an adult, I'm like, fuck. I'm fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, there are times where I look back at, like, even, like, this way back, like, in elementary school. I'm like, dang, no wonder people didn't like me so much, you know? So, I, I get it, you know? Yeah. But it, it was it was things like that where, you know, you definitely didn't like certain things, but... Because for me, I think because there was an understanding for me that, like, subtly there was an understanding for me that I was a little older. Yeah. And because I was a little older, your parents are going to look at me differently. Oh, they did. They exactly. completely did. I remember. My and so I needed to, not only did I need to match your standards, but I needed to match the standards of your parents. And I... because I had to do that, there were certain things that I needed to kind of work around. Yeah. So I stopped going out. I stopped dyeing my hair. I stopped doing this. I stopped doing that. And to those that are listening, yes, certain qualities of these sound negative. But what you also need to understand was you do things for people that you love, even at the beginning of it, even when it sounds stupid as fuck. The only thing I hated was that stupid, stupid blonde hair. That blonde hair. I liked it at first, okay, when I met you. But then now that, like, I remember it was like three years ago i just straight up told you i was like oh man that blonde hair was like the worst ever mm-hmm. i hated it so much but i but think because that time i was i was working in media i was mm-hmm. working like on stage with artists i was doing yeah. shit i was at events all the time no i get it like and but these are the things that i needed to learn how to work around yeah you know i didn't want your mom and your dad to perceive me a certain way so i started 
I started working around it and I was able to. And yeah, at the beginning of a relationship, you know, this stupid puppy love, this stupid honeymoon yeah. phase, yeah. there are certain things that you do for a woman. There are certain things that you do for a man. And we go through it all, mm-hmm. we, you know. But eventually it gets to the point where it becomes very real. The relationship becomes very real. And no longer about, you don't want this bill in your life forever. You want this bill to become an investment. How are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. And I think for the both of us, we got to that point where we didn't want the same thing in the relationship anymore. And what I mean by the same thing was like, we didn't want the honeymoon stage anymore. Yeah. I I was... I was just lucky that although I was shallow as fuck, okay, like, and I, you know, my idealistic type was definitely not you, Mm -hmm. um, but there were certain qualities even still at the beginning that I knew was there, but like, understand like being in your business, you kind of have to like look after yourself or else you're going to get, you know, screwed over. So, but there were times where I saw that side of you that was like, you know, like this guy might not look the best, like at that time. You know, because I think you're fucking handsome now. Like, God bless. <laughs> but at that time, I was like, you know, this guy might not be handsome to my type, but his heart is in the right place. You know, like he's a really caring and giving guy, maybe to a fault, you know. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man, like I got like really, really lucky. <laughs> I really did. But I think that's the thing, right, <laughs> is if you're willing to, and, and this is, there's something that someone used to say to me. I'm waiting for the right person. And what I believe, okay, and this might not go for everyone, but what I believe is there isn't a right person. What I believe is if they're the right person, they will make it work with you to make it the right situation. Yeah. Okay, like, look, you come and go in relationships and you learn from each relationship, whether it be a good or a bad. And you learn from these. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to learn, you'll fuck it up again and you'll fuck it up again and you'll do it all over again. Yep. And this is where bad relationships come. Where you don't want to learn. You don't want to look at the past relationships and say, mm, you know, this happened in that relationship. I should do something else. In our relationship, there has always been some kind of mutual understanding. There has to be. And for us, you know, when we moved here and you were deciding if you were going to go to school or not, I was that person by your side that was constantly pushing you to go back to school. Yeah. Saying to you, no matter what, go back. Finish it. I wasn't going to. Finish it for you. Not Mm -hmm. finish it for someone else, but finish it for you. I don't care. But one day you will care. And, you know, for me, you've always been that person that whenever I say, hey, I want to do something. And it sounds far-fetched. You've still always been that person that's like, go and do it. And, you know, th- a-, a good example of that was like, randomly, I was like, I'm going to make a concert. And you were like, go and do it. Or and, your book. I remember the yeah, book was totally book. out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to do it? Because I know you, you always have a plan, but I will always be that voice of reason for you. Like, it could be spontaneous, but I'm like, okay, now how are you going to do it? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. I, that's it. Just simple. Talk to me. And, you know, if I start posing questions, it's not because I doubt it, but I just want to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. I'll always be by your side. I'll always be with you every single step of the way. You know, that's what I committed myself to, just like you do for me. You just need to make sure that you know where you're going because you're leading with this. Yeah. And and I think that's what this relationship is built up to. Mm -hmm. Right. This relationship wasn't like that. This relationship was nothing like this. You know, when a lot of people say, wow, you've, wow, you're, you're, you're so different. We're different now because the relationship has also grown in a way where it's allowed for the both of us to personally grow mm-hmm. as much as we are growing together. If you do not personally grow, then together you will not grow. Someone is dragging the other person. That's yeah. what the relationship is going to be. And I'm not saying this as a relationship expert. I'm not saying this as a love expert. I'm not saying this as anyone like that. I'm saying this as someone, like, I'm saying this as a husband. And I'm saying this as someone who has fucked around in my early, in, like, my earlier years. And I'm not saying, like, I fucked around doing dumb shit. I'm Mm -hmm. saying I fell in love honestly. And I was rejected 
over and over and over nicely. And these things taught me qualities that I wanted in a woman. Yeah, I don't think, like, I know, I know I will never be able to understand that part Mm. of, like, falling in love and a relationship because I, it's not that I didn't like anybody. I liked, you know, a few people. I just, I just wasn't ballsy enough to, you know, go tell them. Like, for me, it was like, if I like them, I'm just going to keep it to myself, you know, and I'm just going to go about my business. I'm just going to still do what I need to do. But I like this person. I, I don't think I'll, we could talk about it, you know, like, and for me, it's always, no matter how many times I, we talk about it, it's people are going to find it weird. But I always find it interesting to hear what it was like for you to fall in love with different people because they taught you different things. I won't ever know what that feels like only because I met you and I ended up falling in love and you just were my first and my last. But I think that's the thing, right? Is if people think it's weird, then you're at a point in your life or you're at a point in your relationship where you're not comfortable with certain things. Mm. To be comfortable with knowing stories, knowing things about why a man likes this person or why why you fell in love with that person. You have to understand, love is not as narrow as everyone thinks it is. Love is not, I love you. I want to be with you. No. Love is, damn, that person did something for me. And it changed my life. Mm-hmm. And that will always be a part of my life. And look. The girls that I have fallen in love with and have changed my life are still my best of friends to this very day. And that's the difference between other people. Yeah. I was rejected nicely. I was told off nicely. I was given a reason why. And I was given the the opening and the closure of that. People, if I feel like, I'm not going to say, but if it was somebody else... They probably would find it very uncomfortable. I've, I, not that I found it uncomfortable. I just thought it was weird because, mm-hmm. like, I guess I was so used to people around me where if they tell them they like them, they just, you know, like, there's this, like, tension of, you know, you know the other person likes you. So you just don't talk to them as much. So I think that was where I was coming from. But... Definitely, if if they weren't, I, I gotta say that I'm quite as understand. It took me a long time to be understanding, but if it was anybody else, I feel like they might be uncomfortable with this whole situation of you being friends with the people that you used to like. Yeah, and I think that's that's the difference, right? Is when you invest in a relationship, it allows for a lot of things to open. Yes, sir. And, and, and one of those things that open is also your heart. Being honest and true about your heart. Being honest and true about certain things that have led up to this point. Mm-hmm. Right? Anytime I talk about you, well, I can't talk about you without talking about the other ones. Because these ones are the ones that taught me what it was like, what I wanted in a woman. No, but that's why, like, I'm grateful for them. Although, mm-hmm. like I said, like, before I was uncomfortable in that state of mind now i'm so thankful because they also taught you a different side of you because when you fell in love with them it was different phases of your life and you learned so much about yourself too so i gotta say like i'm just so thankful (laughs) i really really am yeah and this is what i mean right is there's an investment in the relationship but there's also an investment in like each other and yourself and going through a relationship and wanting to invest in a relationship already is an investment now investing yourself into her or his life is also a huge investment yep you invest in her family or you invest in his family and you learn more about yourself if i hadn't invested in your family i didn't i, didn't, I wouldn't have known that I was this kind of a person. I wouldn't have known how much I could love other people, okay? And it sounds it sounds funny, but I already know how much I love myself. That's why I've pushed myself to this very point in my relationship with myself and what I do in my life. It's not weird though, like no. because 
it's it's weird when I say this, but you you have to love yourself first before you go and love other people. Because if you love yourself, you know how to cherish yourself. Then you can find a partner who can love you just as much, you know. And and I'm not saying that to be like all like confident or cocky and stuff like that. But if you can find someone who can love you as much as you love yourself, you're solid. Because they'll they'll always have your back one thousand. Mm-hmm. And I think allowing yourself to invest in a relationship allows for your partner to see how much investment is there. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like for example, um, when your baby sister came into the picture, yeah. it opened up a lot of those doors that you hadn't seen. And because you saw it, well, it opened up a lot of those other feelings that you didn't know you had. Yeah. It made the bond between you and I a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. It showed you, wow, this this guy is very committed. There's this side of him that I didn't know existed. But there's this thing is, you wouldn't have known if if I didn't make that investment. Yeah. Right? There's a fine line between investment and being a bill. And you got to know when those lines, you know, reach that certain point. Mm-hmm. In a relationship... I see many people, I see many relationships become a bill because, number one, they get too comfortable. They're they're too comfortable with how their partner is or they're too comfortable with themselves Mm -hmm. that they don't want growth. That's true. For me, even with our age gap, I never wanted it to be comfortable. I knew that, well, by the time I was going to be in my late 20s, you'd be in your early 20s. So maybe I'd have my life ready and you wouldn't well for that reason why don't i just push a little bit more in my career how far could i go i still have that much time i still have this to do i still have that i could do there are always these things that like i think about all the time it's about compromising because i remember when we were maybe okay this was when i went this is what this was when i entered college okay and then we started talking about getting married and all that and then you told me you wanted kids before you turned 30 yeah i'm like nine like 18 19 okay like so i started college in when i was 18 because you know early mm-hmm. early birthday but then you told me stuff like that as we're talking about you know like our life together and it's like oh shit I'm I'm like barely like if if it happens you know if it if it had happened I would have been like nineteen maybe like twenty you know so it's like that like that is like a fear of like oh but I still didn't live my life yet just because I wanted certain things in my life I started to see how your life is becoming where you weren't happy in your life so okay for 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 that reason for that reason. It was an investment for me to pull back my plans. Yeah. And let you live your life. Let you experience that life a little bit while I go and figure out what I want to do. And And that's why I'm like grateful for that because and and I will never it's not a debt, but it's a sense of I don't think I'll ever be able to do enough for you to repay that for you putting your life on hold for me because you had your life all planned out but the six year age difference was such a huge it it doesn't seem like it okay six years is small because there are people that have bigger age gaps but it's such a huge age gap when i'm still in high school and i'm like you know graduating going to college and then you have finished all that and now you're thinking you know you've did what you wanted to do started your career now you're thinking about a family I'm still not thinking about a family, but you are. Yeah. So I but don't see, think there's the ever thing, going right? to be, you know, enough yeah. of, you know, me. How do I say this? Being here for you, you know, being your wife. I don't think I'll, there will ever. This lifetime is not enough to, to, to repay back for you, you know, putting life on hold for me. But I think that's the thing, right? Is when we talk about putting life on hold. I wasn't putting life on hold. As an individual, yeah, I was putting life on hold. Selfishly, that's what I wanted for my life. Since I was a kid, I had always wanted that. Mm-hmm. Since I was 16, I looked at my parents and I was like, they're young. And yet they're able to live life with me every single day. And 
they're going to grow up and see their grandkids and play with their grandkids for years to come. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. That's what I wanted for my, for my parents to be there for 30, 40 more years when I had kids and be there. And, and my kids would know what that kind of love was because I didn't get that love from my grandparents Mm -hmm. because they all passed so young in my life. Yep. But, when you get into a relationship and that relationship becomes something that you invest in, well, now it's no longer a question of what do I want? It's what do we want and what's better for us? Mm-hmm. And yeah, what do I want? At 16, I wanted to get married and have kids by the time I was like 25. But yeah. for us, for us, I think it got easier because the situation was the situation wasn't right for us yet and that's why i've waited and that's why i'm willing to wait until after you finish school after you get your career going after you've lived a little that okay if you want kids then great let's have kids if you, if if kids happen from this point until whenever then great we're ready for it too yeah at this point we are ready for it either way yeah i feel like if i had had kids with you earlier I wouldn't have turned out this way. And I'm not saying that I, I wouldn't get my ass into shape, you know, but it's more so I don't know if the way I am now would be the same as had I had kids, you know, like I probably would have, you know, been so like upset or like resented you or, you know, just so much negative feeling because I was not forced but it was more so you wanted kids so then you know okay i love you i'll I'll do it and then kids come and i'm like oh okay i'll say this in this relationship i had to grow a lot fast first yeah because there was a lot of things that i needed to be able to gauge for myself yeah because i knew that you weren't at an age where you could gauge this properly oh yeah no so when i started looking at your family situation well okay because of this, let's push things back. And then I started looking at your situation. Okay, let's push it back a little bit more. And then certain things happened. Okay, well, now we got to push it really far back. And then it just got to a point where it was like, okay, now I need to take control and do certain things the way I would, but still leave it open so that if anything were to happen, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And because it did that, you know, now we're in a better place. Now, I haven't seen you... Like, okay, I'll say this. is I haven't seen you go to school as happy as this in a long time. You know, like you said before, you've gone to school three to four times now. Oh, my God. It was such a pain. It was just, it was just a cycle of just waking up, getting ready to go to school, attend class, and then come back home and just do the bare minimum. Just, mm-hmm. just the bare minimum to pass. But it's like... But I think this is what investing in a relationship is investing in each other's lives and everything in it mm-hmm. and that means hey if you gotta think for her for a little bit just push her or push him be the voice of reason and go and try and you know that's what i had to do well because you you didn't want to because you were scared of debt you were scared of this and you were scared of that well i wasn't going to let that stop you i knew that well okay if you're scared of that, then let me go and make up for it. Let me let me just work a little harder. Let me let me make up for that that chunk of change that you're worried about. Yeah, I think that's what like almost not made me go to school only because you were helping me pay off my school debt the first year and I was so stressed out about like how are we going to, you know, pay back this money and you, at that time you told me not to work, you know, because you just wanted me. It was the first time in a very long time that I could breathe and decide what I wanted to do. So you told me, you know, just take it easy. You know, just relax. You don't need to work. I will do it. Well, it was a constant worry of, okay, well, I need to do something. And I think I told this to you, but I told this to my friends for sure, was I had no plans to go back to school in, you know, after we had moved out here I had no plans at all. I was going to wait for a full year, like an actual full year. But then 
you know, I, I sat there and I'm like, fuck that. Like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to go back. Because there are some people, and I'm not, hey, you do what you want to do, whatever makes you comfortable. But there are some people that, you know, that take the year off, the gap year, and they get too comfortable and they just don't go back. I didn't want that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's now or never, you know, while my while my head is still here, I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, find something. I'm going to, you know, just pick something, you know, after doing research, blah, blah, blah. And then talking to you, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's in store for me. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no expectations. I'm just going to go into it. And I love it. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? Is sometimes the other person might not know what they want. Yeah. But this is where your investment in this relationship comes in handy. You have invested so many years into this person. You know this person more than they know themselves. Yeah, that's a fact. Okay. That's so true. And because you know that person more than themselves, you have to trust that gut feeling. And sometimes you might be wrong, sometimes you might be right, but you got to trust it that you're going to make the right decision. And yeah, maybe in the beginning it's going to hurt. Maybe in the beginning it's going to it's going to it's going to suck a little. But you know what? Here we are, and now you're loving what you're doing. Now you see a little bit of that that light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. And it comes with investing in this relationship, investing in each other. Yeah, I it, I feel like what motivated, well, not motivated, what made me decide to take the creative route was helping you with all your work. You know, your work with uh, your artists, and then you know the concert that we did because we were still in like the planning stage too i had already gone like i had already decided to go to school but it was just doing the small things helping you with you know the company that made me decide to do it and i was just like it's now or never honestly it felt like it felt like it was now or never at all and thank goodness i decided to do it like your work inspired me to do it the creative side of it in a relationship, if you're looking for someone that's perfect, you're never going to get it. You have to be willing to build together and be perfect together to see what's perfect. Mm-hmm. In, in each other, we're not perfect. Far from it. Even in this relationship, there are so many flaws. But what's perfect is the fact that we understand this ain't perfect. Yeah. That this relationship is so far from perfect, that's what makes it perfect. Yeah. That... There is always room for growth. That we will always find a way out. That right now, you can put your trust in me so that you can be fully invested in your your life while I get our lives steady. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. And I don't think... I think too many people are seeking for perfect. That's why they're not getting it. Yeah. You know, like, like I want to say this, right? Because I've seen, I've seen, and I've heard so many people say this shit to me. Like a lot of girls are, a lot of girls and a lot of guys, they say, "I want the perfect one." Like this person, I've been with them for so long. Like they lack something. Well, if that person, if you feel like that person is lacking something, or you feel like your relation is lacking something. You got to put yourself on that. You got to put yourself in that chopping block and ask yourself, are you also lacking in this relationship? Mm-hmm. There are moments in this relationship where I thought it was just you lacking. And then I question it. And then I realize, shit, I was lacking too. That because I wasn't growing, you weren't growing. It's a two-way streak. It's yeah. not a one-way streak. And I, and I hate that where you know, people always push blame on just one person. Either it's the guy or the girl. And I'm like, okay... Well, I'm not saying, like, for example, I'm not saying that might be a reason to cheat, but I'm like, did you also do your part for her? Like, or, or like, did you do your part for him? Like, you need to do your part for the other person so that they don't feel like they're missing anything so that, you know, you guys could be whole together as a couple, you know, not just one person. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. Too many people want to push blame. Too many people don't want to look at themselves and see that they might be the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like a very good example of this is, like for Crystal and I, 
there's a moment in our relationship where I always talk about two crystals saying that I was right. In this situation, I was right. But did I have to say shit? I didn't. What I said was not wrong. How I said it was not wrong. I also didn't have to say it. And that's the thing that you guys have to come, have to be self-aware about. The shit that you do and the shit that like other people do to you. You don't need to do certain things. You don't need to say certain things. In the relationship, whether your partner and you feel like there's something lacking, well, don't blame your partner first. Look at yourself and see what you're doing with your life. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're getting bored in your relationship, why are you getting bored? Is your partner the one coming and asking you, hey, let's go out, but you're the one that's saying, I don't want to, I'm too tired. Are you the one in your relationship, you know, that is working the mundane job, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and you're saying, he's boring? Or are you just bored of your fucking life? Yeah. And you're looking for something from someone else to give you something different. Because it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You go on your first date. Oh, this is the right person. Well, it's the right person because... You're finally doing something that's not a 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Yeah, or they're only letting you see what you want them to see. Or you only want to see what you want to see. Exactly. And this is what what annoys me the most. Is when you nitpick at the other person. But you don't even see that you are also a, a problem in this equation. Take away the sex. Take away everything. Take it all away. Get down to the bare bones of it. The bare bones of that is what are you contributing to this relationship? Not the other person. Don't ask the other person. What are you contributing to the other person? If the question is nothing and the answer is nothing, then fix you. There's your answer. (laughs) You seek for perfection where perfection is not going to be found. A relationship is never supposed to be perfect. You know, like someone used to tell me the reason why it's called a relationship because it's always sinking. It takes two to build that relation and tape it together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and someone told me that and I was like, damn, like it makes sense. I get it. Oh, that was actually really good. That was actually... Relationships are not easy. Relationships are the most difficult, the most strenuous things that you're going to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. The the biggest investment that you're going to make in your life. And I say this as someone who has made a very long relationship investment. Yes, it took us a long time to get here. Yes. Um, Well, just my end. It took me a long time to get here, but... (laughs) <laughs> and even now, it's not settled. Like, we're still chasing for more. We're still chasing to do a lot more. And it's been eight years, eight and a half years now in this relationship. We've been married for one year that is not over. Yep, we still have things. I mean, I'm just starting to, you know, finally get my shit together. So it's like, I gotta, you know, um, pick up the pace, it feels like, because... You know, like I want to do things, but I also want kids too. It's like you always said to me, kids don't stop. It's not the end of the world, you know. Just because we have kids doesn't mean I, you know, can't do it. It's just if I have kids, I want to be able to be there for my kids. It's just, I, I, it feels like, you know, now that I'm here, you know, and I understand you more than ever. I'm like, oh, life is so short. You know, time's going by so fast. Life is life and time is very long and 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 like there's a huge amount of time. As within kids, that time, it feels like it's a long time. Yeah, but even then, right? Within that time, there are short periods of that time that are open for certain opportunities and possibilities. Yep. That's what I feel like people feel. Like that's why time is so short. Because those opportunities and those possibilities, they open and they close. 
and when they close, you don't know when it's ever going to come back. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it's a wasted time. But I think with a good relationship, you can open those doors and experience those things together. And, you know, that's what this relationship has taught me over the years is that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fair. And I will say this. If you are a man or a woman that expects a relationship to be fair, you are going to set yourself up for a huge disappointment. Yes. Absolutely. That's so true. Relationships are not fair. Sometimes you're going to be pulling all of that weight. You learned that the hard way. Yeah. You're going to be pulling all of that weight. And sometimes you feel like it's unfair. You feel like the world hates you. You feel like, did you just waste your time? But I'll say this as someone who has, you know, been with, you know, been with Crystal for eight years now. When I thought things were hard, when I thought things were unfair, when I thought shit didn't deserve what it you know, what I put in, I still sit here and I think it's still worth it because what I have, because of what I put in, all of the work that I put in makes it worth the hundred percent that I put in. You have to understand that in a relationship, yes, it's a two way street and it's always going to be a two way street, but it's going to be one way for a very long time. Before your partner realizes, oh, shit, I need to, I need to push too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just takes a little kicking, but you cannot expect them right off the bat to, to operate the way you operate at a hundred percent. Yep. It ain't easy guys. And I'll say that it ain't easy as someone who has dealt with his fair share of bullshit and stupidity and life-changing events the shit that you go through is worth it there's a reason why you're going through it i say it now more than ever as someone who has experienced heartbreak in a relationship not because someone cheated not because of that but genuine heartbreak because Something that someone you love within your relationship has done to you. At the end of the day, you're still going to sit here five years later and be like, damn. Everything I did was worth it. No matter what you go through. It's going to be hard. It's going to be strenuous. It's going to be taxing on your body and your mind and your emotions. But you got to find your own reason for doing it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Statues Podcast. Um, I know that this episode was kind of like all over the place. But at the same time, I hope that you guys understand that everything that we said during this podcast is our opinion. Based off our relationship. It may not be the same for everyone else. It might not even be viable advice for other people. Yeah. But this is from our own experience, from our own relationship, and from our own our own journey throughout our eight years of being together. Yeah. You know, it seems like for me it yeah, the conversation was over the place, but at the same time I felt like when we talk about what happened in our relationship and everything we went through, it truly is like like an investment you know because if you want to be with this person or it might not be long term you know or maybe even marriage but if you see there's a possibility you know like take the chance you know like you did you really took a chance on being with me after my dad passed away Mm -hmm. so you know everything that we went through was truly just to get us to this point and for the rest of our lives together We hope that whatever you guys are going through, if our advice has helped you, 
if our advice had given you some kind of clarity or some kind of things to question, we hope that you guys just don't take it too seriously. This is just our thoughts. This is our opinions. Take this it with is, a grain of salt. Yeah, it's just a conversation between a married couple. That's it. Um, once again, thank you guys so much. You guys can follow us on Instagram at the Statues Podcast. You guys can follow our personal Instagram. We'll put it down in all of the descriptions. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is your host and your co-host signing off. Bye-bye, guys.